encouraging, inspiring, and empowering mothers on their parenting journey. Welcome to the Oh Baby podcast. Being a mum can be overwhelming and unrelenting, we know. Each episode, we'll be bringing you the top tips, advice, and words of wisdom from experts and industry leaders to help you navigate your own path. It's the information you can trust. Mama, you got this. Hello and welcome to the Oh Baby podcast. I'm Angela Peterson, founder of Oh Baby. And today we have Grace Strange from Antenatal Co. Hi, Grace. Hi. How are you? I'm good. I'm Grace, you are an awesome midwife. Uh, you are also uh, you also own antenatal co you do your own antenatal classes up in Auckland and you also are the host of our antenatal class collab that we do we offer on oh baby online you're a busy lady and now yeah. you're having a baby um. <laughs> congratulations thank you <laughs> so how many weeks are you now I am 27 weeks now, so one week off my third trimester, oh. definitely on the uh, countdown yeah. soon. I don't know if it's too soon to count down, but I'm counting. <laughs> <laughs> it, it depends on if you like your pregnancy or not, but, you know, the countdown <laughs> starts from week two. <laughs> it's like, let's, let's go. <laughs> oh, how's it going for you? Yeah, I mean... So far, so good. <laughs> I mean, I really don't have that much to complain about compared to lots of other people, but mm. I think it was, uh, it's definitely harder than I expected it to be, that's for sure. Mm. And um, yeah, I um, yeah, I mean, you, I were talking before about how you just feel sick all the time and you feel sore all the time and you feel tired all the time. And it's amazing what women put up with and can do through this time. So Kudos to all the women and all the pregnant women, that's for sure. So true. And then it's all the mums. <laughs> Goes no, and then the pregnant mums. <laughs> After a child at the same time. And at least I can lie on the couch because this is my first. <laughs> I remember with um, my second pregnancy, um, just lying with Ella, my eldest, who was like about, you know, between one and two just on the couch and she'd just fall asleep on me and I'd just fall asleep too it was kind of like this precious moment but actually totally necessary moment yes. as well Thank oh. goodness, moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah totally right. hey so um your pregnancy journey has got quite a story would you be open to telling us more about your your journey there yeah, sure. So um, my husband and I, it took us about 18 months to get pregnant, which I know in the scheme of lots of people is not actually that long. Um, but uh, we kind of decided that we wanted to have a baby and, you know, you pull all the goalies and just, you know, wing it, see what, <laughs> see what happens for the first few months and um, nothing really happened. And then, then for the next few months, you really kind of, you know, we got quite, well, I got quite serious about it and, you know, timings and apps and ovulation sticks and all that kind of thing. And um, after about six months, still nothing happened. Um, and I I think given I'm a midwife and all the things that I know, I was 
not that keen to just wait around. I know they say, you know, wait a year or whatever, but um, I decided that I'd like to be quite proactive <laughs> about it. Uh, so I went for some tests after about six months um, and, and so did my husband and they both came back completely fine. Um, <clears throat> I had some scans and some bloods and all that kind of stuff. The only thing that came back for me was that I had very mild adenomyosis, which is like endometriosis within the walls of your uterus. Hmm. Um, and I had low AMH, which is like your your egg stores. So my, my fertility lifespan was shorter than other people my age, um, which both of those things don't necessarily affect your fertility in the moment. Hmm. Um, but uh, I then decided that it would be a good idea we, I decided it would be a good idea to engage um, like a fertility doctor. So, which then takes like three or four months to get into once you even start that process. So right. um, we were probably at like just over a year by the time we saw them um, and chatted with them about all our different options and all the things that we could do and um, decided that we would do IVF. That was our best chance given the fact that we had unexplained fertility um yeah and so then we um actually engaged with a really lovely naturopath called Lula George at Motherwell who is amazing and went on this like three-month journey to get ourselves in the best shape possible (laughs) so (laughs) no like you're on a crazy diet and no alcohol and um took all the supplements and everything and then started IVF about three months later and we were extremely fortunate that um, it all worked perfectly, amazingly for us. First time we got pregnant, first time, um, which we were so grateful for because we 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 self funded it, which is like fifteen to twenty thousand dollars. Yeah, yeah. So I couldn't believe that it all worked first time. I mean, you hear so many stories. So yes, very fortunate, very grateful. <clears throat> so. Total. And out, yeah, yeah, and she's still in there, which is also I'm very grateful for. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so now we know what you're having. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, no secret, no secret. It's <laughs> good to know. I was the same. I had to know. I was just like, I need to buy, you know, all the things, yeah. whatever yeah. I have. So, yeah. <laughs> Oh, oh that's so awesome um and um actually you know talking about motherwell we just had in our um i think podcast 10 uh gina um gina Erlich, who does all of that and she talked about getting your body ready for pregnancy and baby and stuff and yeah male I, and female and yeah. it's just so good i genuinely think it makes a difference mm. i i really truly do I mean I'll never know if you know if it did but I really think that was a huge help in our journey that's for sure yeah I think it's all that the the impact is also post you know during pregnancy as well in terms of your health and wellness which is what she was talking about in terms of what we're eating what supplements we're taking and then also postpartum you know post baby when you've got baby just that health and wellness and um I wouldn't say immunity to uh, fatigue because, you know, the sleep and all that, 
but you you know you're gonna have a, a higher threshold um right. having looked after yourself yeah yeah well they the babies just take everything from you so if oh, you can yeah. see up to actually be in a kind of okay place going into that postpartum time I'm sure it would make a difference yeah yeah so good so you're a midwife how has your experience been personally having worked so closely with other pregnant mothers in your career as a midwife like what's that like yeah it's definitely um definitely weird being on the other side of it <laughs> have you got um, a midwife <laughs> Yeah, no, I um I yeah, yes, I have an LMC um who's awesome. Um but yeah, no, it's definitely I, I mean I always had so much respect and was so in awe of women and what as I said earlier, what they did and being pregnant and the whole process was so amazing. Um but on being on the other side of it as a whole, <laughs> I have a whole new level of appreciation for it. And it's not easy. It's really tough. It's a really, really tough gig I think for most people and I don't I don't know if the media just makes it all look great and cool and you know like we see on TikTok videos all these like fit pregnant women working out and like you know I'm like I'm just so tired and I want to throw up all the time and uh there's I couldn't think of anything worse <laughs> than doing like a hardcore weights workout you know but okay. uh, yeah so no I think it's definitely definitely different being on the other side for sure yeah yeah it kind of uh, weighs into kind of you know potentially expectations and stuff and you know reality versus social kind of things as well which is interesting yeah don't feel bad if you're not doing the workouts don't yeah. feel bad. go for not a little bit. if you can make that then you're yeah you're 2,000 steps, we've got this, you know, that's enough, forget the 10,000. <laughs> no one's posting themselves like vomiting over the toilet. <laughs> we don't see that side, but that is a very yeah. real side. <laughs> we, should, we should be putting the, you know, the realities of pregnancy up on there. <laughs> and not quite as pretty though as the workout. <laughs> Our maternity models in the magazine would be okay with that we could do like a total like okay let's get real kind of yeah. fashion shoot okay. <laughs> i don't know if they'd appreciate that they get all their photos as well so it's oh. nice to have nice photos <laughs> it's not totally <laughs> anytime they feel slightly good about themselves <laughs> this is the nice side yeah these are the ones I'll share in my social. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, it's a yeah, tough life. Anyway, so, hey, so um, we are actually talking about the article that you wrote in our beautiful, look how cute that is, uh, winter issue of O oh Baby magazine. And uh, you're talking about uh, our the first trimester. So this is our article here um and you you know you talk about a bit about how lonely the first trimester can be when nobody really knows you're pregnant but you're feeling really rubbish what's your take on keeping your pregnancy to yourself till the first till 12 weeks yeah well the theory behind that is basically that uh i think there's about one in four pregnancies in new zealand will end in miscarriage and most of those will happen in the first uh 
12 weeks. Mm -hmm. So by the time you get to about 12 weeks, your chance of miscarriage is down to about around 1%. So you're kind of in the safe zone from there. So um, I think the the theory is is that you're not going to announce that you're pregnant at six weeks when potentially it may end. And then you have to announce to all the people again that actually, oh, no, it did actually, unfortunately, end in a miscarriage. Mm -hmm. So um, I know for us, um, we told like our family and our really close friends. Mm -hmm. uh, But other than that, uh, you know, just the people that I would be happy to tell that we miscarried and would want their support back from mm-hmm. um, and have to like tell every person that you've run into who's like congrats and you're like oh no it actually unfortunately ended you know just yeah. minimize the potential trauma yeah. Good call. Yeah. I like that yeah. yeah just those safe people yeah but definitely worth having some safe people around who can actually support you and who do know what's going on in that time as well I think is a great idea not just to do it all on your own and be because it can be really lonely yeah. really lonely in that time and you're it's trying to work <laughs> yeah boss doesn't know you know it's really it's um others in the first trimester for some people is the worst trimester and the hardest of all yeah. and that's when you have least support for like you don't you I mean you don't even look you don't look pregnant you don't seem pregnant there's nothing about you that is obviously different yeah. so you don't get treated any differently but you just feel really crappy yeah the tiredness yeah. is real the the, sit, the nausea is real <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. all the things oh, are so all coming back to me <laughs> <laughs> uh, i push yeah. that storm away down no <laughs> well maybe <laughs> and it can be so tough for some people you know like we were talking earlier about a hyperemesis which you know when you vomit and are nauseous the whole time and that is you're in just full survival mode for that and that is so so tough really need some support around that and some huge grace for yourself for that yeah, as we said, we were talking just before our podcast, but yeah, yeah. I had it for all three pregnancies and oh. it was a living hell. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably mm. maybe a topic you and I could talk about on another podcast, but yeah. um, maybe we delve into it just quickly here. But um, the just the, you know, all the meds that you, you know, trial to get rid of the, the nausea and stuff. And then the side effects of those or yes. yeah and you know going on a drip all the time because you're not taking in enough fluids and so you're tired and dehydrated from that and still yeah. living and doing life and just the mental load is pretty intense as well and so yeah so having a support network is just so important and being really open about how how hard that is 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 um really important so you do get support yeah mm, yeah just... absolutely yeah not easy don't yeah. you just love that like the pills that you take to stop the nausea and vomiting make you then really constipated <laughs> <Awesome>. <laughs> Every, it's, it's, everything's working against you <laughs> oh 
I actually, um, I don't know which one it was. I don't think it was, I think I ended up on Ondansetron, but there was another one that made my skin feel like it was like crawly. Like I just felt like, like, I don't know, almost not itchy, but itchy in my skin. It was really weird. Um, I might have been, you know, a, a sample size of one being me that yeah. had, but it was not okay. It was just like this weird feeling on top of nausea, on top of, you know, yeah. not fun. Yeah. Yeah. Real quick. Yeah, mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, So you found out you're pregnant. How soon, especially in this current day and age, uh, should you? start thinking about getting in touch with a midwife oh like yesterday definitely like you're already too late <laughs> um but it's a really tough gig out there at the moment we are very short on midwives and lmcs everywhere and so if you want a choice about who you want to have you really <clears throat> i would say take the pregnancy test don't even tell your partner. <laughs> all a midwife. <laughs> you really do need to find someone like ASAP. We people are doing like early pregnancy tests, like then haven't even missed a period yet, no. and um, to find out they're pregnant and then booking because it's just it's outrageously difficult at the moment to find someone, which is the unfortunate state of our health system yeah yeah, so the earlier the better for sure yeah so what are the options if you've got to the point where you know you have um left it a bit late because you didn't realize it was that bad like is it just in hospital care or what does that look like yeah so in New Zealand we have the LMC model which is the lead maternity carer so you can either choose to pay for a private obstetrician or you will choose to have an independent midwife that is free but they're your one midwife who looks after you through your whole pregnancy labor and birth and um, or you then um will have a com- what's called a community midwife so they're usually like a team of midwives at the hospital through the hospital system and they will look after you through your pregnancy labor and birth and postnatally but it's usually often a different person every time you go to an appointment different person at the birth different person will look after you postnatally um so it's just different models then the hospital system definitely isn't any worse (laughs) than anything else um and you still get amazing care in there it's just lots of people prefer that one-on-one care that they would get from say an independent midwife yeah yeah so um you you've got your midwife she's sending you off for tests what sort of testing do most people do in the first trimester yeah so your first ones that you'll get sent for are your um your first antenatal bloods so those are kind of like your baseline blood so they'll test they'll do a full um full blood count they'll do your iron studies they'll check um your baseline hba1c which is to do with your diabetes Um, And of course, they'll do an HCG, which is your pregnancy hormone, um, which then should go up as your pregnancy goes on. So for most most people, we would do a pregnancy test and then we'd go to our GP, would be our first port of call, and they would do those tests for us, which you still can do. 
but um, given that you need to find an LMC very quickly, <laughs> I would be, I would be calling them first, and they possibly would be able to give you those tests, um, those blood tests for you, so you don't have to pay to go to the GP. Yeah. Um, and the other one is a um, sometimes they offer you an early dating and viability scan, mm. which is around seven ish uh, weeks, oh. so you'll be able to. Um, Sometimes you can do it later, but earliest would be around seven-ish weeks. So they're just checking that the baby has got a heartbeat and that it's in the right place within the uterus. It's not gone into the fallopian tubes or anything like that. Oh, interesting. That's in your early. Yeah. Early there's, yeah. <laughs> there's more. We're talking first trimester. Oh, wait. Yeah. <laughs> so that's your early pregnancy, the first ones. And then when you hit around... 12-ish weeks so you're still technically in your first trimester then there's a whole bunch of testing that happens there so um you'll be offered a nuchal translucency scan at around 12 weeks um, and that's a full scan on the baby but they're mostly looking at things like um the base of the neck and the nasal bone of the baby which could have could have signs that they may have some kind of genetic disorder if they look not what not what they're supposed to look like. Yeah, they have and stuff to yeah. kind of work out. Yeah. That's the one. So that's your nuchal translucency scan. And then there are kind of two blood tests that you can do from that. So the original testing was the nuchal translucency scan and then a blood test, which combined would give you your maternal serum screening. So they would do a blood test and um, do the get the scan results and put it together and give you a ratio of your chances of having a child with down syndrome for example so it might come back and say that based on all your results um you will have a one in five thousand chance of having a baby with down syndrome so that's a ratio they're not it's a screening test so it's not diagnosing at all and then recently we've had um the napt test come to New Zealand which is awesome so that uh, what that does it um it's got such good testing <laughs> that it can pick up fetal or placental cells within maternal blood and so then we test those cells um for a whole bunch of different things like Down syndrome etc um and they will give you like a 99% chance that they're correct whether your baby might have that or not. Wow. Yeah, from a, you know, baby kind of um, well-being, knowing what you're going to, you know, um, what to expect when baby arrives. Because I've, yeah, had friends that didn't have um, knowledge of things that were going on but um is it is it specifically downs or just kind of a, a, a broader range of other types of um genetic conditions yeah so that napt test um is not free so you do need to pay for it yeah and um, there are a couple of them around and depending on how much you would like to pay will depend on how much range of um things they will test for so the basic ones would be like your down syndrome and things but it would go all the way through to much more uh uncommon ones yes 
it used to be that you had you could potentially have a more invasive type um, yeah. what was it what am that's, yes an amniocentesis so yeah, that's still, even if that still is really the only 100 percent right um test mm. um but the NAPT is like 99, as I said. The reason why most people actually do the NAPT test is because it, it will tell you whether it's a boy or a girl at about that 12-week mark, as opposed to having to wait until your 20-week scan. <laughs> you can find out early. Because <laughs> you're that eager. Fair enough. Why not? You're, you you, you're going through the first trimester, which sucks. So you may as well get something good at the end. <laughs> Even if it costs you. Yeah. No yeah. <laughs> so supplement-wise, I know that I talked about, um, you know, preparation and stuff with um, Gina. What do you recommend in terms of the first trimester? What, And especially having experienced it now as well, like... Yeah what's worked <laughs> and what yeah. does so the really the, the main things that are recommended by the ministry of health that we need are folic acid and iodine are really the only two things so you can get those um prescribed by your lmc or your midwife for those um but in terms of in terms of everything else <laughs> that works everyone's going to be different so yeah. <laughs> um, whatever works for you that's um yeah and you will try absolutely everything to make it yourself feel better and uh you'll get the people that are like oh yeah I just had a cup of tea and a ginger nut before I got up and I was fine and then you know <laughs> other people are like you know no I vomited the whole day no matter how many ginger nuts and cups of tea I had <laughs> so you know it's just whatever whatever works I think I think um I'm for the nausea front I know for sure that things like getting rest are really important, you know, um, and keeping your fluids up and getting early help if you can. Um, and I think that those, you know, all the drugs that are, are offered for the nausea and vomiting, which there are a lot of them, <clears throat> they can be, there has been some conflicting uh, research on them, which makes the decision even harder for women whether they're going to take them or not. Yeah. But at the end of the day, um, you know, your mental health and your well-being is the most important thing. And if you're not surviving or coping or, you know, spend your whole day in the bathroom, then, you know, it's better to take the things than to not in those situations so just have some really good conversations with your lmc um about all of those kind of things mm. yeah mm. So yeah so what are the most common symptoms of pregnancy in the first trimester we've talked lots about vomiting and nausea <laughs> <laughs> there you go most well, most women, but actually some people don't. And I met this lady the other day who she has absolutely no pregnancy symptoms whatsoever. And she's like 18 weeks. I know, amazing. But for her, she had so much anxiety because there were no signs that the baby was actually still in there and that she actually still was pregnant. So, I, you know, I think on both ends of the spectrum, it actually is, it actually it can be quite tough. Yeah. Um, yeah, interesting, eh? 
And I was like, oh, I want to be you. <laughs> but she it was like, I want to be you because then at least I would know that I'm still pregnant, you know. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so nausea. What's that? Oh, I was just going to say, um, having experienced a miscarriage for my first, I appreciated the symptoms. Yeah. So there's, so I can understand that potential anxiety as well. Yeah. 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 It is, isn't it? Um, we talked a little bit about the tiredness. Oh, you're so tired. I mean, your body is like doing so much in that first trimester to create a human being. I mean, it creates a lot, you know, the whole time you're pregnant, but particularly that first trimester, yeah. you're just exhausted. So I have lots of, um, lots of grace for that and um, yeah and I think it's like a whole emotional and I mean obviously physical but like your whole mindset your whole life is about to change and you're fully adjusting to this whole new reality of what your life is potentially going to look like and even if you really wanted this pregnancy it's still a lot to deal with and a lot that a lot of hormones, <laughs> a lot of hormones going on, <laughs> a lot of tears, you know. Um, so, yeah, I think, again, just having so much grace for yourself and that particularly that first trimester when you're, like, transitioning yes. into all of the things is really important. I remember, I, I am a bit of a softie, but, like, I remember just thinking, oh, my goodness, <laughs> like, watching a TV commercial oh. I didn't even know what it was about and just bawling my eyes out being like what the heck like, what am I, I doing a commercial even <laughs> oh, I'm so sad I don't know I probably yeah. had like, a puppy in it or something I don't know yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then another thing I remember like in terms of preggy brain um oh, yes. uh, was being in a board meeting or presenting to a board and just like completely going blank like flatline like what am i here for what am i saying to these people what was i talking about like, oh, was like oh there's all these people looking at me right now what am um, i saying <laughs> i don't have notes because i knew what i was going in and talking about <laughs> like can you guys jog my memory <laughs> it was terrible <laughs> and I hadn't told anyone at that stage they were my employer and just being, just being like oh <laughs> this is gonna look so weird to them but I know what's going on <laughs> oh yeah, yeah I've definitely lost my car in the car park a few times as well where you're like oh where did I come in where did I where did I park I'm not sure <laughs> a few laps to find it <laughs> add those steps for the day gosh. so um is there anything per you personally found helped um in your first trimester any sort of tips that you'd give us anything <laughs> be graceful to yourself yes a lot of that um a lot of that um I just ate a lot to be honest it was the only thing that stopped me feeling nauseous I gained like six kgs in the first trimester 
or something which I don't care about. Um, like you eat something and then you feel good for like 10 minutes and then you probably throw it up and then you're like hungry again, you know. Um, but yeah, no, just rest. I think um, talking to people, which is hard, you know, with what we've talked about. But if I found somebody who had been who had been feeling the same way as I, who had really struggled with the nausea and vomiting, who really understood and like was like on the same page, I found that really helpful and really validating. Like, oh yeah, okay, it's like okay to feel like this and okay to feel this overwhelmed and okay to feel this sick as much as it sucked, but I felt seen <laughs> and like oh, okay, yeah. and like it will end. That is the thing. Yeah. It will end. This whole thing will end at some point. This is not your life forever, although it feels like it. And every day can be very long, very, yeah. very long. But, um, yeah. No. So, so have have grace for yourself, for the tears, for the hormones, for the feeling awful. Not um, and then I, you know, we're, you're, when you were talking before about you know the first twelve weeks and who you tell, so having the people that you're safe people and stuff, talking to people that um, are in the same position or have been, and yeah, the good tips, good tips. We've been finding like Facebook groups and things of people who are you know you can anonymously read other people's stuff or write something on there. Is I mean sometimes those things can be awful, but. I found We've got a Facebook group for pregnant women, but um, yeah, it, it kind of goes through cycles. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But people who are like in the same season as you is always quite um helpful. You know that you're all kind of on the same page. Yeah. You're not you don't feel so alone. Yeah, so true. Hey, this is totally um unprepared for. I'm going to ask you a question. Well, you, you know that you know we do this question at the end, but like when we have you more than once, you can't really ask the same question. Which is the the question is, you know, what do you do as a parent now that you always said you wouldn't? Well, I can't ask you that question. But as a midwife and as a pregnant woman, what yes. did what um experience or thing have you done as a pregnant woman that you wouldn't have uh, that you wouldn't do or wouldn't didn't think you would do or you would recommend not <laughs> doing? does that make sense is that a question sure yes um, i'm just putting you on the spot because you know you didn't know this was coming and i'm kind of just talking to make up time so that you can be <laughs> about <laughs> and if you don't have one that is okay as well <laughs> I'm not sure if this is asked answering your question but I was really um I was really surprised by the level of anxiety that I felt particularly in the first trimester um, I'm not at all an anxious person um, and I don't know if it's because we did IVF and um you know, we spent so much money getting this baby, but um, I was very anxious <laughs> about like, you know, keeping it in there. Um, and I would never, I was very fortunate where I work. I can do little scan, I could do little scans. And so, which is not recommended, but I would do a lot of early, early scans on my tummy just to make sure it was still, even though I felt awful, but um, 
again, not recommended to do like that many skirts. Well, you have a privileged position of being able to do that. Yeah, I was yeah. very privileged, but yeah, that's something that I probably never would have done ever or recommended at all. But um, I did, and it was helpful for me for a little bit. <laughs> I feel like I feel like you're not alone. I yeah, <laughs> I mean, you know, having miscarried the first time, every other pregnancy that for those first twelve weeks were anxious weeks as well for yeah. me. There are, yeah millions of women who have had that same experience like it's I feel like that's really normal even for ones that haven't miscarried potentially as well so yeah and I don't know if it goes right. away right yeah, yeah yeah exactly exactly not yeah. calling your name saying yeah. you yourself. <laughs> so like, yes. what yeah. <laughs> no <laughs> okay stop Angela <laughs> Uh, anyway okay back into podcast mode um i have run out of questions and i love chatting with you so please um yeah come back soon i will arrange a meeting that we will yeah catch up again with i know you've got some articles coming out in our spring and summer issues so that's going to be exciting we can talk about those as well um uh, the antenatal co um what's your antenatal co website oh yeah so antenatal.co.nz very easy very easy uh our, our collab antenatal course is online at obaby.co.nz our gorgeous winter issue is on sale in bookstores and supermarkets nationwide and also available online at obaby.co.nz um yeah if you uh want to watch our podcast it's available on youtube and um yeah get your copy of the winter issue and jump online if you're pregnant to antenatal co to have a course in person with grace she's awesome uh or if you're outside of auckland jump on to our online one lovely to chat with you grace thanks so much thanks Ange. take care see ya Thanks for listening to the Oh Baby podcast. If you've found this episode useful and encouraging, make sure to share it with your village so that more mothers can feel empowered. Head to obaby.co.nz for more from us and don't forget to subscribe. Mama, you got this. Till next time.